You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And welcome into another edition of Spits and Suds on 105.3 The Fan. So glad you can join us. I'm Gavin Spittle. And so glad to report that Spits and Suds continues to grow. We have an amazing November, and it's all because of you. So if you like podcasts like we're going to throw at you today, just make sure you like, leave a comment, spread the word. There's a terrific hockey podcast in DFW. We're trying to educate everybody, keep you up to date on Dallas Stars and what's happening in the Dallas Stars organization. And that's why we're doing this Spits and Suds one-timer. And joining us is a fountain of knowledge. You are absolutely going to love this because Sean and myself always talk about Bixel and Stankoven and Maverick Bork and other prospects and what the Stars are doing as an organization. Well, the expert on this is Stephen Meserve. He's been covering the Texas Stars since 2009. It's 100 Some terrific articles up there. And everything you want to know about the Texas Stars Stephen can tell you about at 100 degree hockey is what to follow on Twitter slash X. And the biggest part, see Sean Shapiro's taken credit for this book. We win here. I mean, let's be honest The The brains behind the operation is Stephen Meserve who joins us today on spits and suds. Can you confirm that you are the brains behind the operation of the book that everyone has to purchase for the holidays? We win here. Well, you know, in typical PR fashion, I can neither confirm nor deny that statement, um, <laughs> which, uh, which, you know, it, it was a great time writing the book with Sean. And I know your listeners definitely appreciate hearing from him. I always love just, uh, you know, shooting the breeze with him. And, and I'm hoping that, uh, you know, what we are talking about today eventually makes its way to DFW with some of the things that the Texas stars have been doing super impressive and hopefully coming to a American Airlines Center near you very soon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would love to see what, you know, Minnesota did this a few years back where the Iowa Wild went up to Minnesota and played a minor league game um, prior to Minnesota playing. And I thought that was really, really cool because fans got to see the prospects coming up. Um, Texas Stars currently first place in the AHL Central Division. That's awesome. But big news this week. Stars' top defensive prospect, Liam Bixel, returning to Sweden, exercising what's called a European assignment clause. It allows him to choose to return to Europe on or after December 1st. So give us the background, and if you can, Stephen, just calm the Dallas Stars fans that this is okay. Absolutely. So, yeah, Liam Bixel has really impressed in his first, you know, beginning couple months here in the North American game. Played 14 games, got five points, but really the things that you don't see on the score sheet are the things that are really impressive. The way that he does use his body, that was something that was a bit of a concern. Guy's six foot six, he's a big dude. Was he going to shy away from the North American game or was he going to get in there and mix it up? And it's definitely been the latter. And 
obviously Stars fans have had a lot of fun watching him. But as you mentioned, he exercised this European assignment clause. It is the player's option. And it's something that, you know, it goes into contracts and it can be either way. It could be the team's option to assign them to Europe or in this case, the player's option. And sometimes it's a one-year deal where we say in the first year of the contract, you have the option to go back to Europe or maybe it's for the entire length of the contract. We're not actually sure whether it's the, the former or the latter in that case, but Bixel did have the option by December 1st to say, did he want to return back to uh, Europe? And Bixel, remember, is Swiss, but he did play before coming over to Dallas in the Swedish league. And that's where he'll be returning. He'll be going to Rogla BK, which is a team uh, down just outside of the playoff bubble in the Swedish, uh, formerly Swedish elite league, now the Swedish hockey league. As far as concern and worry, I know it was probably my most engaged with tweet of, of the season so far when I, I broke that news. Sure. And I, I understand fans are definitely concerned to see a player that they thought was destined for the Dallas roster soon come over and then go back. But you have to remember, I mean, I, I don't know how many of, of your listeners remember what it was like to be 19 years old. And now remember that you're 19 years old in a foreign country. Yeah. And the other thing to remember is that like, look at the Dallas roster. That is the roster that, through thick and thin, Jim Nill and the hockey ops team has said, these are the guys we want to win a Stanley Cup with. These guys specifically, from Miro Haskin and all the way down to Joel Hanley. Mm-hmm. They had an option a couple weeks ago to waive Joel Hanley and bring up maybe Logan Stankoven or Maverick Bork when they had some forward uh, you know, injuries and, and they wanted to see, they could have seen what they wanted to do there. Instead, they decided to roll 11-7. And that, I think, tells you that probably there's not a spot for him to call get called up right now. And I don't think this affects his long-term development, though, because he's still in the long-term plan for the Dallas Stars. I know that's, that's weird to hear because he's leaving to go play several thousand miles away. But one thing to remember is, like, John Klingberg is a player who did this. You know, Mir Heiskanen uh, went over, not on his own uh, his own volition, but he went back and played with Europe after maybe he could have probably played over here. Playing closer to home is a big factor here, yep. and that's something that you have to consider. Yeah, yeah, it is certainly something to consider. The one thing I was looking at is we saw what Thomas Harley, and we know it can't happen all the time, but Thomas Harley, after the AHL All-Star break, um, you know, came up late in the year, and we saw a dramatic impact in Harley's play and what the AHL meant to him. And one of the things that the struggles uh, of the stars in the playoffs last year was that physicality. And I was wondering with Bixel's development, if he might be, and he still could be a late season call up or some physicality. Do you think he's ready to take that next step? I honestly think that he was a lot closer than we thought before training camp. He came into training camp, really impressed. And if you had to pick uh, as of, you know, a week ago, who you would call up if there was a defensive issue, with Gavin Bayreuther hurt and out for probably most of the season with an ankle injury, Liam Bixel really made his mark and said, like, yeah, I- I'm ready for that call-up. And that uh, opportunity and possibility is not off the table because the assignment is only until the end of the Swedish uh, team season. And as I mentioned, they're just on the outside of the play-in for the Swedish Hockey League's playoffs. So if they don't make it to the playoffs, he could be coming back mid-March. That's maybe a week or two after the trade deadline. 
he could play a couple games in the AHL and who knows if he's made his mark and he's gotten to the spot where he he is needed in the NHL and his game is there. You could see him in Dallas. It's not a nothing about what happened this week forestalls that opportunity for Bixel and the Dallas Stars. You know what's amazing about Bixel is, you know, there is that thought that big men take time. And we saw it took time for Jamie Alexiak. The great example is, well, two actually, Zdeno Char, the biggest example, you know, wasn't great with the New York Islanders but then started to thrive with the Ottawa Senators and then went on to a amazing career uh, with the Boston Bruins. And Tyler Myers didn't get off to the first uh, best start either. Um, and we have not seen a slow start as far as a bigger NHL defenseman in Bixel. Yeah, that's what you would think, right? You would think that a player who is bigger like that, and that was a concern, right? Is he going to be ready? Is he is he fully baked? And especially with his age, right? He's He's not even 20 years old yet. Um, but fortunately for the Dallas stars, they've got sort of a, a, you know, a a treasure chest full of prospects like this that are, are ready. They're knocking on the door. And just because of where Dallas is in their cup window, what they did last year, the players that they have, the roster decisions that they made over the summer, there's just no room for those guys, but it's a great spot to be in. And certainly many organizations across the NHL are envious of would be envious of where Dallas is in terms of the players that they have with Bixel and others across the forward ranks that are ready to jump in after this season. So with Bixel coming back late in the year, potentially from Sweden, Gavin Bayreuther out with that ankle. If for some reason the stars were short of a defenseman, who would be the first call up? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's a really tough question right now. Yeah. Definitely. Um, because, yeah, you would think Gavin Bayreuther was signed and I got a chance to talk to him before the season started. He knew that he would be ready to play, whether it was his quote was game one or game 80. He's, you know, he's NHL not a rookie. Ready. Yeah, he he knows. He knows he's a veteran. He understands yep. like it could Played happen with, at uh, any Columbus moment. last year. Yep, exactly. And and um, he's a. He's. It's so funny to see him come back and and be a much more mature and different player because he played his rookie season here in Cedar Park. Um, but it's not Gavin Bayreuther. Um, by the way, you also mentioned Jared Rosberg is still technically on the season opening IR in Dallas, but he could be an option okay. uh, for Texas very soon. Um, honestly, I think you might end up with somebody who's just a, a steady presence, like uh, a Derek Pouliot or an Alex Petrovic. Just somebody that you can put out there in third line, uh, third pairing minutes to make sure that 
nothing goes haywire. Um, but again, you'd have to have a couple of things go wrong in order to get there because right now Dallas is carrying Joel Hanley as that seventh guy and has definitely shown that they can trust him uh, in that spot. Uh, and you'd have to have a couple of different dominoes fall. But the nice thing about that is the fact that it's only three hours away, it's right up I-35. You could have somebody there same day. They can take morning skate down here in Texas and be there at the rink in time for puck drop to play that night in uh, downtown Dallas. So in all my years covering this team, Stephen, I've never seen hype like the Bork and Stankoven hype, and I'm part of that hype as well. I'm excited. I'm glad they started the year in Texas because I think Texas is terrific. Um, I think what happened to Maverick Pork in the second half of the season was quite impressive as he got used to the AHL. Stankoven, I mean, has picked up where he left off in juniors. That's been amazing. Currently sits second and third in all of the AHL in uh, scoring. So if one had to come up, and we know there's salary cap restraints, so right now the Stars can't call someone up, but would it be Bork or would it be Stankoven would be my first question. And let's talk about the styles of Bork and Stankoven, uh, the differences and what each brings to the table. If I had to make my bet right now, and this is a, a great spot to be in, right? Where you've got two guys that you think could either, either one could come up and, and make a difference in the lineup. I think Bork is a more complete player right now. Just, you know, and that's saying taking nothing away from Logan Stankoven, but he's got that extra year. One thing that you don't necessarily see when you look at the points as well, um, you can see it on the score sheet, but when you look at just the points, um, Maverick Bork has an A on his chest for the Texas Stars, and he's a second-year player. Mm. And that speaks to me about his locker room presence, about what he brings to the team in the little moments that we don't see away from the ice, uh, and even on the ice, away from the puck. The things that he's doing um, mean that you know Neil Graham is not Neil Graham, head coach of the Texas Stars, is not the kind of guy who gives away letters. Not that a lot of people do, but he's very thoughtful about that. And the decision to give Maverick Bork that second A is something that I think really points to his leadership and his overall potential in the organization. So if I had to make a pick, I'd pick Bork just because of that extra year of experience um, overall. I, When I looked at the two of them you know, to start the season, I think they're kind of fitting the molds that I expected, you know. Stankoven is a scorer. He is a goal scorer. He it's pretty rare that he goes a game without scoring a goal. And it's almost become automatic at this point. He's got 13 of them in 17 games, which is pretty absurd. Amazing. Um, and then Bork has been the, you know, the the setup man. He's he's your your bump set spike. He's your set guy. Um, and he had four assists uh as of last night when we we're recording this in San Diego, and three of them in the first period. And they weren't just, you know. He happened to touch the puck. He was driving the play. He was finding the open man. And I think that also speaks to the way um, that he would be, he would have the opportunity to make those types of plays and be that kind of guy in Dallas. Um, so I think that's why it puts him, puts him first. Um, but the way that they play off each other is also incredible. So they're on the same line with veteran captain Curtis McKenzie, who of course Dallas fans know that name from the time he spent. Sure. And he's a great guy. Uh, also wrote the forward to We Win Here and and um, did a great yeah. job with that. And he protects um, them, like I'm to, sure, on the ice. Yeah, and 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 he also, you know, he plays a game, uh, yeah, where he opens up space. He gets in the yep. in the difficult areas and uh, plays a slightly grindier game 
and allows them to play in space and stuff. That's not to say though, you know, even though Logan Sankoven is is like five foot nine, the fact that he's still at the net when that's called for, we still see him down in the blue paint. Um, so they're willing to go to the dirty areas. Um, they're not playing a, a high skill only game. Um, and I think having them both on the same line is something that is uh, challenging each of them to raise their game. Um, I know uh, David Castillo, who I know you've, you've also spoken to. Yeah, and you're, you're absolutely love David. David is, is, you know, of the, of the opinion. And I agree that like having uh, Bork and Stankoven on the same line and having them both be so strong is like driving the competitiveness internally between the two of them and just watching the way that they play off each other. And, you know, they're one point away from each other in the standings. And, Stankoven is far and away the highest scoring rookie uh, in the AHL. And usually when a player like that is uh, lighting things on fire in the AHL, they get called up to the NHL. But we don't have that possibility because of the cap restrictions for Dallas. So I kind of placing my bet here for the first time. I think Logan Stankoven is your rookie of the year. Hmm. If he keeps scoring this way, I don't think there's any way that you can't vote for him as rookie of the year. Um, and then for what it's worth, again, kind of placing a bit of a bet here, Maverick Bork is blowing it away as well. You could honestly have him in the conversation for, you know, certainly most points, but the way things go in the AHL, oftentimes the player who scores the most points is the one who wins the league MVP. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the season. Yeah. If at the end of the season, Texas stars are in first place in the division and he's just blowing away the point total, you could honestly be having that conversation in April. You know, and I think people forget because the name that's constantly mentioned is Stankoven that Bork is a former first-round pick um, out of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. And, you know, it's one of those things where it was great to see him in the second half kind of explode, and it was, uh, I think, a tip of the cap from the Stars to bring him up um, for the playoffs. You know, didn't get into the action, but the fact that he could be around the guys I think probably was a, a big confidence boost. There's one other guy that's a – uh, a rookie this year for the Texas Stars that I, I wanted to get your thoughts on. Kyle McDonald, I mean, had a decent year in the OHL. Stars and ent- uh, signs an entry level deal with the Stars, and he's having a good year as well. Only twenty one years old. He's having a great year. I mean, honestly, I wasn't really sure what to what yeah. to think about him, right? Because came in and didn't a lot, didn't know a lot about him. He's you know, it's kind of interesting. He's been a power play specialist. For this team yeah five goals um, he's right got on the power play five power play goals and out of his seven are, are on the power play he tends to play uh that kind of bumper role uh down close to the net often um he's he's a guy who can use his body to to do that and yeah. so you'll see him on the ice as part of the uh the power play unit with Bork and Stankoven and He's the one finishing the plays. He had a really pretty one last night in San Diego where Bork just sent the puck at the net and he was there in the blue paint, stood his ground and managed to redirect it past the goalie. And, you know, he's had a lot of them like that uh, that have been scored so far a lot. They're five, but, you know, pretty good for for a kid who we didn't even know what the tail of the tape was, honestly, to begin the season. Yeah, he's big. And when I talked to, let's say when I talked to Scott White, uh, the Texas Stars GM, he he said, you know, he thinks that that once McDonald kind of finds his way, he's going to be a big force. And it's funny, he's found it pretty fast. Yeah, um, pretty early in the season. Six foot four. He's what we wanted out of Riley Tufty. 
I mean, that's yeah, not saying anything Duckies. bad about Riley, but I mean that the reality was top round pick. You look at the size, you you know, you kind of watch him in college and say, "Wow, if this guy can put it together," but it just didn't come together in the Stars organization. Yeah, and he's having good success in Colorado right now. Yep. He's played, you know, playing some NHL games, and definitely wish him well. He's always a great guy when when we talk to him here in in Cedar Park, but. Yeah, sometimes it just doesn't click in an organization. But Kyle McDonald has been doing great. You know, some of these guys that we don't know as much about who've been who've been signings that were undrafted have been really interesting additions. Um, because there's the like I said, the tail of the tape and the overall story is a little bit shorter. And so the book is a little bit more unwritten. Uh we haven't gotten a chance to see them in training camps and see them in prospect development. And um, this is our first opportunity to really see them what they can do on the ice in a Dallas Stars uniform or a Texas Stars uniform. And, and really interesting to watch. Yeah, that's a great transition because, you know, I had to do a deep dive when, you know, looking into him and going into his OHL statistics and what he's all about because, you know, I mean, they found him. It wasn't like, you know, he was a draft pick. And that kind of moves us into the goaltending with Matt Murray, who was another undrafted free agent from University of Massachusetts, played at a high level in Hockey East, comes to the Dallas organization. And it's one of those things where Sean and I go back and forth because I think Matt Murray can be an NHL backup goaltender. And I know that Wedgwood's healthy right now. Ottinger obviously is Jake Ottinger. But at the same time, when he came up last year, I thought he handled himself well. And he seems to once again be putting together a terrific season. You know, from your experience covering the AHL since 2009, how much does it hurt when you look at the unsigned compared to the first round draft pick? Yeah, I think Dallas has had an interesting history with first round draft picks. I mean, we all know uh Dennis Gryanov and Julius Honka yes. and, and Scott Glennie yep. these names that 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 haunt the draft boards of years past and this is one of those first years where it feels like the first round draft picks that Dallas has made are actually panning out in the AHL to be what you expected um this means that Dallas has had a litany of guys who've been undrafted or, or unsigned you know previously unsigned guys um that they've just picked up I, I think you know, when you look at like Remy Poirier versus Matt Murray and and that, I will honestly eat crow on it because at the beginning of the season, I thought that Remy Poirier was going to be, you know, the 1A guy and Matt Murray would be 1B and that would be the story of it. But mostly they've split starts and Murray has the better stats um, overall. It, it's it's like it's like he heard, heard the doubters and just stepped yeah. up his game. He's his, his save percentage is, is stellar. He's got six wins and uh, two losses, an overtime and a shutout loss. And and he's really been an engine for this team in the back, just saving them sometimes because they do have a pretty young defense. Um, and he's needed to step up at times because sometimes things get through, odd man rushes and weird defensive bake breakdowns that last year's team didn't have. And he's really stepped up his game. It's been impressive. I think Murray, with the play that he's had, has made it an honest conversation of if something happens to Wedgwood or Ottinger, which, you know, obviously hope it doesn't happen. He he's put himself in the conversation where it feels like almost a coin flip or maybe a little bit of a weighted coin toward Murray between the two of them. Hmm. It's, it's almost like he's fought for everything he, you know, he's received yeah. thus far. Yeah. It's a, it's, and he, he has, and, and you look at his age also, like he, he's got less time. 
Yeah. Um, that was the one thing that I talked about. He's, he's a, he's a 98 birthday, uh, which makes my heart hurt um, for, you know, age reasons, but <laughs> he's a 98 birthday. Uh, and Remy Poirier is a 2001 birthday. So they have three years of difference between them. Poirier has got like more time to develop. Yeah. Um, so Murray is, is really stepping on the gas and it's been in, super impressive to see what he's been able to do this year. Um, knowing that, he could, with with one injury, become uh, an NHL backup for an extended period of time. Yeah, you know, it is fascinating because Murray went to Un- University of Massachusetts last Friday, went to an amazing tilt at Boston University. I saw BU against Quinnipiac, uh, two top five teams in the nation going at it. And I was just mesmerized, and I'm like, wow, this is this is an amazing feeder ground, and I wanted to get your thoughts because the evolution of college hockey now, and, and I think it might, to an extent, hurt the ECHL as far as you know where the prospects go, but it just seems like junior hockey now has a lot of competition in NCAA hockey. Yeah, absolutely. And the Stars have been really smart over the years about pulling players from everywhere. Like, obviously, you know, the guys from major junior, you know, the guys who are drafted undrafted guys out of major junior, but Scott White has always done a really good job of finding guys in the college system. He has a particular penchant for uh fair estate. We always joke that if there's not a fair estate uh, university alumni somewhere on the <laughs> roster, then it's not a Texas stars team. Um, they, they just pull these guys who uh, are un, unfound gems. Um, and and polish them up uh, in a in a great way. Like Joe Lesperance is a guy who undrafted college yeah. player. Um, so there's a lot more options for these guys, and then they know that they can always come out early if something is if they're really clicking. Um, you also look at like for example, Gavin Bayreuther is a guy that yep. they pulled as well, who was a, a hot college free agent that they were able to sign. And I think the the way that Texas comports itself, the fact that hey, Texas ain't that bad a place to be in the middle of January. They sign a lot. They pull a lot of these guys, a lot of these free agents, because they can go golf in, uh, you know, in the middle of January if they want to. Um, <laughs> it's a really interesting recruiting strategy for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Stephen Meserve, one hundred degree hockey stars fans, you got to follow him at one hundred degree hockey. The name of the book, We Win Here, uh, and it truly is. Um, you know, Sean speaks so highly about the Texas system and what's happening down there the crowds, the atmosphere, uh, to me, because one of the things that we talk about on this podcast are great road trips. And to me, a great road trip is going down 35 to see the Texas Stars because you're going to get up close and personal, smaller arena, and you're going to be able to see Bork, Stankoven, a lot of the future of the Dallas Stars. And I always say, you know, from my years covering the Houston Arrows, to me, AHL hockey is just a minor step down from the NHL. The difference is the consistency. Absolutely. It's so pure. You are so close to the game. Imagine the American Airlines Center cut off the top half of the bowl, put the roof back on. That's the Cedar Park Center. It's it's an incredible arena. And generally, for people who want to make the trip, they play back-to-back home games. So you could come down on a Friday afternoon, catch a game, enjoy your time in Austin on Saturday, catch another game and go home on Sunday. You get two games of hockey uh, right back to back, a great chance to see the guys who are eventually going to make it into Dallas and get up close and personal with them. Man, I'm looking forward to uh, heading down there and seeing you, my friend. Keep up the great work. I mean, you know, it's it's so great to follow you and get these updates, and you've been doing it for a long time. 
We appreciate it. And hopefully Spits and Suds will buy the book. We win here. Follow you on Twitter at 100 Degree Hockey. Go to the website, 100DegreeHockey.com. You're a beast, my friend. Keep up the great work. Thanks a lot, Gavin. Appreciate it. That's a minor league look and a Spits and Suds one-timer. And we'll be back at it tomorrow, folks. Sean Shapiro will join us. We'll talk about the game in Calgary and much, much more. We'll go around the NHL. It's Spits and Suds right here on 105.3 The Fan.